Hello and herzlich willkommen zum Autifresse, wie Vegas Review Podcast in English. I mean, Hamilton joined by, I believe, the word via Mike Kilby. And Mike, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> very nice reference. Uh, doing very well. Um, it's absolutely freezing here. Uh, the cold, the cold winters, nights are drawing in. Um, but uh, let's, uh, yeah, it's it's a, uh, it's been all right. It's just look, when you thunder towards Christmas, uh, you kind of don't have a lot of time for anything, to be honest, do you? Yeah, well, well, I mean, we've been up north all week, and we were since like two, two hundred yards from the North Sea. You step out the front door, and it's literally not, not the strong sea winds. Like, yeah, it was cold when we got here, and now it's below zero. We're getting snow showers every day, which, yeah, yeah that's nice. uh, that's yeah, that's fun when you're trying to drive in it. But yeah, there's been a fair bit going on since we last spoke. Um, you know, driver champions, who's been to Canada. Uh, but I guess we need to start with uh, something broke on Monday, uh, WXW and their 22nd anniversary show, which is next weekend when this goes up. And they announced this past Monday that they'll be streaming this on Build Plus on a near live basis, kind of like they did with 16 Carat Gold earlier in the year. Um, I guess for those who aren't German or based in Germany, Build Plus, it's a subscription service. Um, Eight euro a month things on offer two a month moment. Uh, the online arm of the build newspaper, which you know, when I was asking around, I guess commonly uh, compared the, to the Sun, a bit yeah, like the, the Daily Mail in terms of that, yeah, a bit like the Daily Mail in terms of editorial values, but you know, the line of journalism. And for a lot of folk, this just put it bluntly, this has really pissed off a lot of people. You know, direct yeah. for years have had that, you know, love wrestling, hate racism stuff, and you no. Know, the optics it's of a, you know, going in with build not being grace. Yeah, exactly. It's it's obviously it's a, a this is obviously things we're getting second hand because obviously we're not build readers, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a newspaper which doesn't really uh, the values of it in well at least in my view don't don't and the view of pretty much everybody uh, by the looks of it um, don't align with the views of WXW. Um, and I think there's probably an argument. Probably a lot of people who go to WXW don't want build um, build readers coming to the shows. I mean, I can't stop that, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's a very very strange decision. So obviously we we did you did mention it's not live, so it's going to be about ten p. It's going to be showing at like ten p.m. on the evening of. I understand. Yeah. So I think again, like I think Carrot this year was like. They put the first half at the end yeah. and the second half after the final. I guess this is on like an hour or so's delay. Um, and I know they said something about German uh, youth protection laws, which uh, yes. GWF um, Berlin streams live all the time. So I don't know if this is something not just with uh, so, no overhousing so I, and, and RW, but... I queried about that. So obviously the, the, the wording was um, they're going from the WXW press release on Facebook because uh, you tend to get a bit more meaty uh, things when you put go on there. Uh, it says, due to current uh, trial protection regulations for pro wrestling in Germany, a direct live stream is not possible. The event will be aired with a delay from 10pm. Um, and shortly before that is a free warm-up match. So, um, effectively, uh, a few, quite a few people um, seem to agree with you in the sense of it's probably because of the, the uh, platform they're using. Obviously, YouTube is a free access um platform so you can kind of get on much like um uh twitch as well um twitch i understand had problems in germany because of um german streamers playing 18 plus games and not um and not um you know put them right get age gate that kind of thing yeah age gating it effectively um and by from what i understand uh, wrestling in germany is considered a adults um sport effectively um but again again i think there's a little bit i'm not there's a lot of um not quite sure what exactly the story is but i think effectively because gwf is on youtube it doesn't seem to get around the same thing the same with um project nova the other uh, well the sort of the, that lovely fresh promotion in berlin they don't really have any of the problems and you know all of the all of the yeah it, it seems it seems very very odd um but um I suppose we can kind of look at what WXW is getting out of it. 
Yes, I mean, quick Google, and again, neither of us are from Germany, so this is whatever Google's telling us. Build Plus, when I looked, had about 600,000 subscribers, but I guess the main comparison to this, this isn't like a pay-per-view service. So this isn't like you're going on your, you know, your Amazon Prime video or whatever streaming platform of choice, plunking down a few quids or a few euros and getting the stream. You're having to subscribe to Build Plus and whatever they offer, the news comparison I saw was with the guys in the States with Peacock and the WWE Network. You know, WWE Network had, was it a million subscribers or so when they you know, pulled into Peacock? Now, you know, they can bleat about how many subscribers they have, but there's no solid proof that if you signed up for Peacock, it's for WWE because you know, there's no uh, entry survey for a better word. And likewise here, yeah. you know, no, 600,000 people, give or take, you know, for usual churn, will have access to Dubrex Tribune. I guess, well, logically, it'll just be the German language version, unless Dave Bradshaw's flying over and they're doing an English live commentary for, you know, for the I, I you know, how many people. Value in that, no, really. but, but at the same time, you know, they've had that available to 600,000. I guess would be some VOD as well. You know, if this is still going on Dubrex Tribune now, the usual turnaround, then much later on, of course, the WWE Network slash Peacock. So, this isn't like an exclusivity thing. This is as well as, but yeah, I, I think for a lot of people, just the, you know, the site of yeah. WXW and build side by side. I mean, I was you know, the first comparison people came up with was Nick Hine was what, three or four years back when yes, the, he came um, in. MMA fighter, with, yeah. Mm-hmm, and I remember vividly, you know, the, the flyering and just for, you know, the sheer dislike. And that was just you not know, for an individual. You've got another media organization, and sure, it you no. Know, You've got the whole corporate synergy, all that, you know, exposure to with, to another audience, which is great. But like you say, I you know I don't know what the typical build reader is or what the typical build reader is like. I can probably imagine just from some of the headlines yeah. that I'm forced to translate, is that the kind of person you want? Bearing in mind, you know, issues that you know could easily you know could easily arise. I mean, again, this could easily be fame mongering, this could also be, you know, you know, the cold hard truth coming to light. Again, it's the kind of thing I think is a one-off. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of backlash. It, it, I think it, there may be an element to take of stock of what you know, what the outcome is, both in terms of you know, at the gate, you know, will people cancel with the to be now and just say, you no, know, really react that strong and go, I don't want any association with that, or will it be the, you know, I'm not happy if this is a one-off. Let's see, but if it becomes a continuing thing, like. Say if they do it for carrots and not other big shows, then what? Well, yeah, exactly. And there was a lot of people who were sort of um, saying, "Well, I don't want to be on build," um, which is completely understanding, completely understandable. Um, it's, I, in my eyes, I mean, obviously, we, I, I don't know. We, we, we don't work. We don't know what the deal is there. But from from what I from what I think probably is happening is. I get the impression it's build is probably going. Um, there's no Bundesliga on at the moment. Uh, the World Cup will all just be fun- finished. Um, Germany's not in the World Cup final. They need some live sport, or they need something sport-wise to put on their their service. Let's chuck some wrestling on. You know, something a bit different for the sort of the the winter. Maybe they're doing that. Um, yeah, it's. Um, as I say, I think it is a bit of a um, it's it's a bit of a short sighted um, short sighted move. I think they they had a taste of what it was like with Nick Hine, as you said. But this seems a lot worse than me. And arguably, I think you know the whole Nick Hine thing for me was a bit less tasteful than you know partnering with Bill. I mean, in the UK at least, you know, Progress partners with uh, the Mirror, is it? Um, oh, Daily Star. This is the Daily Star, and really, what's the difference really there? Is there? There's not really much difference there. So, it's another red top newspaper. Just yeah. I mean, again, the Daily Star is I, as it's, it's maybe not it's not quite the sun level, but it's still a you know it's a it's a it's a news corp. Uh, well, it's not news corp, is it? It's um it's uh Desmond, isn't it? But um it's a um. Yeah, it is a red top in the same sort of manner as build. So, and there doesn't really seem to be much criticism of that beyond 
the Stardew shilling progress shows. So I don't know. It's an odd one, really. Yeah, again, I think you no know, for both being outsiders, it you no know, see with distaste. It's it's difficult to be it's, a bit more in, more in depth than this, really. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, we saw you no. Know, you mentioned the P word progress there in Dubai this weekend, and there's a hell of a backlash to that. Okay, some of maybe you know if you want to you know, play semantics of how the promotion there with you know is actually partnered with the UAE governments, but. Yet it's that whole thing. It seems like the European scene or a fair chunk of it, maybe doing the sideshow Bob stepping on rakes things at least with certain sections of their fan bases. Yeah, um, and as I say, I, I think there's 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 there may be there may be an element of the that you know WXW has been offered. You know, I'd like to think the the thing that they've been offered is Build said, "Here you go. Here's a pile of money. Can we put this on Build Plus?" And they've gone, "Yeah, sure, go on then." And yep. uh, that's probably it. Um, but yeah, I think I don't really feel that there's much more I can sort of say. Um, I think this is kind of a, it may be a one-off thing, but it could also be a developing story. If this is something that continues, it's going to be something that I think they will have to encounter because there's there's people i see who are considering boycotting this you know wxw because of this so yeah it's um it's a tough one really i guess we'll keep an eye on mass one see yeah. you know, how 22nd anniversary goes and if anything comes up in the future but uh speaking of future shows um i think it's about, about a week to go diva boat and achieve christ some names they've got for back to the roots completely caught me off guard like that yeah. poster came up and it's like Okay, so we've got Amal, okay. Marie's all awesome, uh-huh. Yota Suji? Greedy Soul? Yeah. What the hell? Did, did I see a mashup Rev Pro poster here or what? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Yota Suji as well as um, Brendan White and Danny Jones or the Greedy Souls. Quite interestingly, um, at least on Instagram, uh, although maybe that's a little bit of the Wild West um, shit on there, but uh, they, they are promoting Brendan White and Danny Jones as the RevPro British Tag Team Champions. Now, it's odd that they have kind of gone RevPro. I don't really think there's anything to really read into as much, but, you know, it's always nice to see the, at least uh, <laughs> I'd like to hope there is a bit more cooperation with the team, the two. But yeah, but Yota Suji as well, I think, is a very, very interesting one. And it does make you wonder, you know, it, we've always... We we know now that really WWE has no influence on the shows, but you do you do wonder like well, this is a New Japan young lion. He's on, uh, he has gone to the states now, hasn't it? Or he's gone uh, to CMLL, yeah, CMLL. Um, I can imagine he'll probably end up on Strong as well. Um, so you know, is is this a thing where it's like they're going to cut the Suji match out of the show and things like that? And yeah. Um, Interesting. It's an interesting booking. Um, I think uh, I don't really know if he's the guy I would have picked. <laughs> um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not had, sure if he's uh, the one who I would have picked. I mean, they had you know way back in the day, Hiromu Takahashi did a loan to Brexit show. You no, know, uh, Hiroshi Takahashi, yeah. absolute Andy, but what the hell? You no know, five random match is in Brexit uh, now vaults and um, hell yeah. of a match too if you go looking for it, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they've mentioned on social media, you know, the Rev Pro Tag Champions, which, you know, see after this, after the, uh, was it Uprising on 17th of December? But yeah. yeah, the fact that you've got guys from the UK, and I think that weekend as well, they also have another Fight Forever taping at uh, Gelsenkirchen. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if at least one of those two, uh, you know, Greedy Souls or Yota, were going to be doing the Fight Forever stuff as well. I mean, it's YouTube. You'd no, make, make sense. It makes sense. And I guess out for two, and again, this isn't any inside knowledge or anything. We've just obviously we've just passed Tag Festival, so it's way too early, you know, under normal circumstances for new tag team coming in, you know, steamrolling and then running with the belt through to Tag Festival. But you know, maybe there's some kind of audition thing because, yeah, was it uh, Back to Roots last year? Carlos Romo uh, was in against Tristan Archer, that, you know, that you know, was a good match. Shame about the injury got the end of it, uh, which kind of derailed a fair bit of this year. But you know, it seems like back to the roots seems to be where they are. You know, bringing the wacky, you know, you wouldn't normally expect to see these guys into XW bookings. So who knows? 
I think for Suji, last I heard, he still has that New Japan agreement. Although who knows these days? You know, was it Yuya Yumo has you know, been playing Twitter's thing? He's uh, he just wants to wrestle no longer with New Japan. Um, be interesting to see, you know, whether, at least for greedy souls, whether this is something where you know, they can latch on with the German crowd and you know, turn Dubai to a second home away from home. Yeah, and um, I think I think really like I do feel WXW is a bit short on tag teams at the moment. Um, I think uh, you know you have Ambos, but then you kind of got you've got Ambos, you've got um, you don't have the bastards anymore, as we will <laughs> speak to in a minute. You've got the French doors, and you've got. Um, uh, and it's anniversary they're doing a last chance title shop match, which kind of takes them out of the picture. Yeah, and then the rest of it is kind of just like, oh yeah, we'll throw a couple of the Academy guys together. I mean, you need an extra, you know, you need another team and, you know, I say bringing in, I think Greedy Souls are, if you bring in a Greedy Souls or you bring in, you know, a wishful thinker, you bring in a Sunshine Machine, for example it would really sort of shake up the division that I think it really does need a bit of a shot in the arm because I think traditionally WXW has always been very, very strong for the tag team division. And I think at the moment it's a little bit on the back foot. And again, things you know, sometimes seen half of the tag festival just wrong side of the rails. But uh, yeah. yeah, so see how that goes in New Year. But you know, obviously we've got the 22nd anniversary show. Uh, Alice Inc. had been announced for a match against Steve Klasky title defense. Uh, that's off due to rib injury for Alice Inc. Uh, we've made that now. Baby Alice and Eva Kalaski, I guess, an official number one contenders match, which, yeah, there's a division we could do for a few names, and I've already done matches for it back through to Marie De La Rosa, but, yeah, there's a division probably could do for a few names, which feels, yeah. feels like something I'm saying with Fred Pro as well, but that's yes. for the podcast. They should do um, them together. We've got some storyline shenanigans as well. We'll touch on Driver Champions in a second, but um, the whole Levaniel stuff, so... I guess rather than going to the and outs, because we'll touch upon this in the driver champion stuff. What's your take on the whole Evangel thing? Because to me, at least, so going into driver champions, they did the whole, he's injured, then he got the title match rushed, and now it's been all undone because Norman House is a corrupt so and so in storyline, at least. They're now doing that anniversary, and it's like, I think at a point, and I'm not, I'll let you speak this as well. I was getting a little bit worried they were trying to do the Ilya stuff from you know, four or five years back. Yeah, I was. you literally took the things I was going to say. I'm worried that is what they're looking towards. Um, I don't personally think Levaniel can do that. Um, I don't think the, the character is strong enough. I don't feel that he's got the, the ability to kind of do the Ilya style thing. Uh, obviously, we do if we, if we do have that, the big return... It's it's heading in that trajectory though, which is what I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I I do get the I get the impression that I don't a hundred percent get Levaniel because I think there is a bit of a language gap between it between myself and that. And he is obviously a very promo heavy wrestler. That's that's it's. It's it's as as you say, I, it is a bit of a worry. Um, it does seem very rushed, and they're not really sure what to do. And the problem is, is Levaniel, can he could could he go drop down into the shotgun division afterwards? You know, I don't know if he could. I think part of the issue, and again, you know, there's a lot to be said about roster depth. And I think at the world title scene, I mean, they've already you know ruled out Jan Simmons with the storyline early in the year for title shots. Yeah. There's a very big, no, Robert Dreisker because, I guess because of uh, Dover being on the shelf, he's been you no know, drafted in the help of Ambos. Maybe it would have yeah. been, yeah. So that leaves a pretty big void in terms of, I don't say legitimate, but like the non-challenge of the month uh, challenges for the uh, unified title. And I think it's the kind of thing, you know, you can't really plumb yeah. the gap by going, hey, we'll, we'll drag in this guy, you know. I don't want to take shots of promotions, but you know, you do get some little just pulling the randomest of random people, and you go, I thought that guy's that... retired, but now he's getting a title shot against you know, guy who's suddenly a champion, that kind of stuff, which yeah, it's again directly not having the you know, regularity of shows that they had pre pandemic, maybe yeah. isn't helping, but it does feel like 
away from Tristan March and Lavaniel, but under current of right, who's next or who could potentially be next for title shot. Just doesn't need, seem to need... be as obvious. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, you look at you look at Tish. Tish is in a bit of a funk. Guns is kind of he's treading water in the sense that he's not really challenging upwards, but he is he obviously he is obviously putting off great matches sort of on the shows. But he he almost I get the impression Guns is kind of it's kind of going like this is Bobby Guns is just going to go out and try and have the best match on the show, which is which is great. But you know, I don't know if he's really in the title picture. You know, I feel like if he, you are you're now you're now about ninety days away from sixty carat, sixteen carat, so three months from sixteen carat, and really, what's your what's your main event? It's it's as a, it stands, that's, that's probably the only thing you can point to. Look, what is your main event for carrot? Really, at this point, I mean, unless you just do Levaniel again, it's it's a bit of a. I say, I'm hoping something big happens at anniversary or back to the roots because it's really the sort of title, the title, the title night as I sort of christen it. It's it's not looking too exciting really at the moment. Yeah, it needs to be a match uh, befitting the gold cummerbunds for everyone this March. Exactly, exactly. So, but again, got a lot more to go on to pitch pop then, and something else a little bit after carrot fans back. Um, yes. They're running the mini Mark Charles, I'm calling, so have a cockpit on steroids in Gelsenkirchen, May 20th, 2023. Uh, two shows in one day, both at the in the round, and there'll be tiered seating at the Alma Park Bike Club. Um, so it's yes. going to be Academy Show in the evening, Fan 2023 in the afternoon. Uh, if you saw the photos, we put them on Twitter during uh, Tag League weekend, Tag Festival weekend. It's the bit when you first go through the doors, we've got the, like, the tiered seats down. Where the MMA cages, that's been taken out, drinks going in. We've got all the production stuff already there, so you're going to yep. have a rather unique setup for two shows, and not they're going to be doing the Academy show. So, you know, hopefully, pretty big crowd because that's going to come in with your fan ticket. And unfortunately, I didn't write down the numbers, but I think they said you know, a good few hundred people could you know, theoretically you know, sit and stand there for the show, which I thought it was like three to four hundred, wasn't it? So that's pretty much round ballpark of um, Marktal. Yeah. At least. Um, yeah. So that, that could be a you know, real goal. Shame it's in May. I don't think I'll be able to make, but yeah, that's, if you can, that's going to be a heck of a show to go down to just for the, you know, just for venue alone. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is it's, it's. Um, I know that they have sort of said a few times that some of the, the towns aren't getting the crowds they'd like. 100%. So effectively being able to run a show in a pretty much a market near enough uh, where they have the most sort of visiting fans anyway um, it's a venue which they probably don't have to pay as much to, to host in. They're kind of all within control of everything. It's, it's their venue now effectively. I think it's a, it's a very interesting thing and um, it does make you wonder that if this is a success, do they maybe go, right, let's maybe do Inner Circle there um, in the future? But I don't know. As, as we sort of say, that's a that's a query for the for the future and see how that goes. But it's, it's certainly a really, really uh, exciting idea. And I think that's the first thing I sort of said when I walked in. Then I was like, why <laughs> let's, let's get them using that venue. And I kind of did point of the octagon really but then i suppose if you put a mat a, a ring in there then why not well again i think you know in a circle maybe not work but heck some of these small shows and you know, if it's more shows that aren't i'm not putting big air quality burning out overhausen but still in the same area can only be a win especially if it's a venue we've got a good relationship with and speaking purely from a selfish point of view that room is nowhere near as tiny and as closed off as where the academy is. So, that's yes. chance of a heat stroke, which can only be win for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, as as I sort of said to a few people, because there's a few people who um, said uh, talking about going to Carrot over the weekend, and I was saying like, yeah, if you're going to win a circle, I mean, I'm wearing shorts to it next time. It doesn't matter if there's three foot of snow. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> And without naming names, bring your stopwatch because they'll get the results out quicker. Yeah, but um, exactly. So, 
Speaking of Carrot Weekend, uh, no more new names announced, I think, since we last recorded. David Richards, Masha Slamovich, Trey Miguel and Commander. 12 names left to go, of course, from the line of the 16. I think they're doing the Road 16 Carrot Tournament again in Bielefeld in, I think it's February. So two names will come out of that. So we're expecting 10 names between now and what, next two months, really? Well, yeah, it's, I say it's, it's about 90 days to, to Carrot. Um depending on when you're listening to this. But so, yeah, it's just over three months, effectively. And, uh, well, it's about three months today, I think. Um, so, yeah, they, they kind of have to... You, you've got to expect, really, four to five names each month. Um, usually they do one on anniversary, one or two on anniversary. They usually announce somebody on Christmas Day. Um, so, yeah, it's... um. And obviously, you got to get a few domestic people in as well. So obviously, they might not be so. Uh, they might not be so. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, all international. But you're going to get thing. yeah. You get Hector in. He's always been good, even with the pre-show alternate stuff. But um, so yeah, they've announced uh, tickets for final for the Carrot Weekend. They're starting to run a bit more low size. I think they said like thirty left for Carrot, which let's say thirty days out is no damn good showing. Uh, the rest, yeah. you know, you've got the tournament festival and individual shows, so yeah, take a look, but obviously, you know, things for first three or four rows, they're all gone, at least for the tournament nights. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, if, you know, see what names come for you interested, you know, Carrot Weekend's are always fun, and yeah, you know, you know, I think, like I said, you know, Carrot is probably the easiest sell from WXW's perspective, you know, it's you know, got the, more, the longest uh, standing, of course, We'll be plugging the hell out of it after the new year. But um, one last bit before we go on to the uh, show reviews. And I don't know if you want to yell out sync, Mike, because we ah. got proven wrong. Yeah, we got proven wrong last time. Um, we you know, we noted, was like this time last month, for Oscar, he's finally in New Japan. Ah, oh, he'll, he'll start wrestling some point in the new year. Nope. Debuted yeah. on that uh, historic crossover show, New Japan Stardom. Uh it's gone under a new name for Oscar Loiber, which at first was proven a bit problematic for commentary, English and Japanese, which, how? Um, I think Chris Charlton was tr- need, need trying to say Oscar Lieber, which I think somebody in Germany's got that gimmick, uh, Chris, but hey-ho. <laughs> but yeah, of course, he took the fall in his debut as the uh, New Japan Dojo against the LA Dojo, so um a bunch of his names, but Oscar Loiber, Yuta Nakashima, Rihai Oiwa, and Kosei Fujita, Against Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, sorry, Alex Coughlin, he was going to mess one up. It's the English name as well. Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, <laughs> and Gabriel Gates. Um, yep. And then, of course, Oscar's been part of the ongoing uh, Young Lion crew for the Super Junior Tag League, World Tag League, for going on. Uh, he has done a lot of stuff, and it's not all been losses. So I'm just going to blitz through these. Uh, November 21st, teamed up Oiwa, Tomaki Honma, and Togi Makabe, losing to the Nice Empire, Greater Khan, Aaron Harari. And Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher, Mark Davis, they're going great guns in that uh, World Tag League this year. And yep. if you're a big fan of Gideon Gray, he's all over those shows, which is exactly <laughs> what we expected. You know, January 1st, 2022, we expected Oscar in New Japan and Gideon Gray all over New Japan and this tour. Yep. And if you did, you no, know, hope you got your lottery numbers on and you're on a sunny island somewhere celebrating all this. It, it um, is wonderful November... being the booker of New Japan. Well, um, We'll take this off air. I think there's a few bits of a change for New Japan, but <laughs> November 22nd, uh, lost against uh, Macbain Honma, team for Costa Fujita, November 23rd. I'm just going to go for once when he won to, uh, November 23rd with Fujita against Oyo Nakashima, but Oscar hasn't actually won the match. He's just been the, you know, the part in the tag match winning. Uh, team to Togi Makabe, Kosei Fujita, November 26th to beat Honma, Nakashima, and Oyo. Uh, a couple of losses to TMDK. Uh, yeah, so uh, most uh, recently, uh, uh, singles debut, December 5th, this, this past Monday, lost to Badal Kfale in about four minutes. Uh, that was kind of unplanned. Uh, Farley's been, I guess, eliminated from Tag League because Chase Stones went home for family emergency, so Farley's done a load of singles matches. Both uh, Oscar and uh, Yusha Nakashima, both his trainees. So he's wrestling all the young lines and beating was quickly to expect, but yeah, I think that first match he had, at least on the tours, in Corken, and was a spot where he just roared, being double-teamed by Aussie Open, 
roared in defiance yeah. and Frank was achieving events of the crowds weren't just you know, clapping a little bit quicker. I tell you what, he fills out. New Japan's got something. I mean, we've said this all year long, yeah. but New Japan, no, he's got, I mean, he's towering over pretty much every other bugger in his teams. Because he fills yeah, out, you've got a monster on your hands. Yeah, 100%. I think we've kind of said already, but I think he's he's sort of German wrestling, German wrestling's um, sort of biggest prospect, I think, since Walter and Junior, really. Um, I don't, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. I think you know, he's, it's it's a prodigy. It's like a, it's seeing a, it's like seeing sort of somebody break out of the under, out of the uh, sort of the youth team, get thrown into the first team and flying. You know, so it's 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 a it's a very exciting time to be an Oscar fan. And um, as I say, I, I kind of anybody who sort of finds any interest in them, I <laughs> immediately jump in. And talk to them about it on Twitter because I think it's it's uh, it's good to have somebody to, to root for, really. Yeah, especially with some of these shit shows going on. But we will park both to another <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, I've got a couple of shows to talk about, some in more detail than others. Uh, we'll start with Drive of Champions from last month in Frankfurt. Uh, yes. I guess the main story of this came at the end of the show, so we'll just blitz through the undercard. Pre-show: Vincent Heisenberg beat Kevin Martinson. Decent match was the fight for the pre-show. Uh, Lawrence Roman beat Michael Knight. Decent opener. Uh, Roman's trading wins of Michael Knight. You no know, trying to get. You know, he's not the whipping boy of uh, Ambos, which is good because they're doing the Kafik Schlacht at the end of January back to the route. So you need a, a decent squad and not just people making up for numbers. Um, yeah. Allison submitted Baby Allison in just under ten minutes to retain women's title. That to me, I thought probably best women's match to actually we've had in recent times. Even yeah. if Frankfurt crowd were very much not sold on Alice Inc., which you're going to get for someone who this is what day three in WXW for her at this point? For for what for what it's worth, Frankfurt has always been the worst crowd WXW wrestles for. I've always thought it's been the absolute worst. So <laughs> and you even you even get like the no not mute but quite unexpected reactions for the bastards later on. But yeah. A decent match and hey, run by one back. No, yeah, I thought, I thought it was um, pretty decent. I know, uh, you know, Felix was raving about it, you know, pretty much as soon as it happened. Which, you know, when you get guys who you know, are you not know, the company doing that, you always have to take the pinch of salt. But yeah, that one more than lived up for hype. So yeah, there's something to have in your back pocket when the eventual title rematch comes back around once all this stuff from Bastard results. Uh, Peter Hani and Eli Bloom beat Robert Dreisker and Icarus, so the Amboss against the trainee stuff rumbles on. Yeah. Uh, Axel Tisha pinned Cara Noir, again, another decent match, but I've never been sold on Cara Noir. I know I'm uh, I'm an outlier with that. It was a decent match, a little bit better than the one they had in uh, the dead end of the Grunchpan, the first one. And yeah, I, the third I mean, one. I was I was gonna I, I do agree with you. I think that we're definitely not uh, so so hugely on Karanoa, but I have to admit this is probably one of the better Karanoa matches I've seen in the last year or so. So really I don't have a lot of complaints with that. I thought this match was pretty decent actually. I quite liked this one. Probably my match. Because, of the now, evening, so. because for now one for one they are doing the uh, rubber match at the anniversary show. Yeah. Um, so expect something from there. I guess one or both from being carried next year based on that. A second half kicked off. Uh, Fast Time Mood who beats Endicar in just over uh, 10 minutes, 38 seconds. I thought it was a decent match, but if this wasn't in the notes, but Endicar, how many people in you have been missing the board in this guy? Like, I know he said he's going off to Japan next year. I think it's short term uh, because he's yeah. booked for Soft Pro in Manchester. I forget the opponent. Uh, but oh, I mean, this guy, I, yeah, uh, well, hat tip to Sean for that one. She uh, shouted that out to me uh, last week. He is currently booked for a soft pro. Um, okay, I need to have a look because the tweet's gone. But yeah, I mean, he's had a few bookings in England, and it's been with like, I don't, I don't want to say with smaller promotions, but it's not been any promotions that no, have a headline ones. And I would say, yeah. you know, especially for Fight Forever stuff, you know, this match of Alicink is very kick-heavy, so he's going to fit in well in Japan, but, you know, European wrestling, what the hell are you doing in terms of scouting? Because, 
Yeah. There's a lot of um, games we've seen with just simply one promotion and really should be getting eyes elsewhere. Yeah, and I think um, I, I I did the, the tweet earlier in the week and effectively said that I think Endocar is as much of a loss for... You, well, it's a biggest, bigger, as big a missed opportunity for European and British wrestling than Ollie Carter was. I mean, I think Ollie Carter, back in the day, he was working GWF and that was about it. Um, and I thought, you know, one of the best sort of junior junior heavyweights in Europe by by miles. Um, he got signed by um, WWE, and quite rightly, they put him, they booked him well, and he. You know, he was wrestling well, and he's now in NXT proper, isn't he? So, um, yeah. Oh, don't call me John Mensa. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Of, uh, or or a Mensa, or whatever it is. Um, Endocara, sort of the same sort of thing. I think Endocara is. I think. I think when when the uh, you know the the releases were happening earlier in the summer, the the the, the name that I was looking out for was Ollie Carter, obviously, because you kind of want to see him a bit more, um, but. You know, in the, the thing that kind of got my tongue wagging was, oh, you could you could do Endokara versus Ollie Carter. You know, that would have been great. So, um, yeah, he's going to Japan. Um, I wasn't sure really what the um, situation was with him, whether he was being there full time or if he was going sort of just for a month or two. But you know, he, he's 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 a great wrestler. Um, he's got a really really great look. He's good in the ring sort of he's got the kind of the total package really i think he just needs to get the the fact that you know someone like progress or rev pro hasn't really done has well hasn't even touched him it's, it's a bit baffling to be honest especially you know you look at the cruiserweight division in rev pro you know end car even if you want him in for a one shot you know what's the what's what's the harm in bringing him over for that so yeah it's it's a uh, yeah, as we said, big missed opportunity, and I'm delighted he's getting a few opportunities at least. So I've just stuck up his booking for Soft Pro in Manchester. This is Sunday, February fifth, twenty twenty-three. Yeah. So it means sadly it's not going to be doing with two two nine London that day, but Endicara against Leon Slater, which oh cracking. Yeah, but to me, like if I wasn't, now you're no, talking. I've got my <laughs> I've got my wrestle season ticket, but. That's a match I'm absolutely hunting down on tape when that hits because, like, but yes. I, I know it's for me. It's a main event in the country, but why? With all due respect to Soft Pro, what the hell are they doing booking that match? Like, their promotion. But again, I've said Britres does not scout, especially internationally, very well. It seems, and there's proof. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't really know Soft Pro. It's not a company I've. I profess to even have any knowledge of, but you know, that's, they've that's done just the... for one show, so it was yeah. totally understandable. But, um, it's um, keep an eye on us, yeah. We want to search for if it, if it does sort of end up on there. Uh, going back to storyline heavy stuff now, Tristan Arshall Vaniel. So, we touched on they had uh, Lavaniel have a neck injury the days before the show, then Norman Harris, uh, no. I guess the Ghost of Christmas present decided, no, I will give you a title shot, Lavaniel, and it's now. And it's all storyline. Archer went after the neck the whole match, uh, went about six minutes for the ref stoppage. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is setting up for the anniversary stuff, maybe some bit after that. But, yeah, I guess as an angle, it was fine. You know, it's a, you know, it's a plot point to get from this to Lavaniel, you know, properly getting his title shot, the one he asked for, the time he asked for. But, yeah, I yeah, I think we need to see how that match is going to go. If it's going to be one with any degree of, of any well, fuck, I guess one better word. No, is he coming in fully healthy, or is he going to have his? Is he going to be knee Captain Balk the day before? And that's the next thing to you know, stretch it out. You know, if he's got if he's got a problem with his with his his, his knee or his neck or whatever it is, it's got to be a huge risk to put the belt on him, isn't it? You, well, you'd think, but because I know during yeah. uh, COVID as well, at the start of COVID, he missed one of the shotgun tapings with uh, was the shoulder injury. So yes. you know, this, you know, so this isn't something you know, play, playing off of real life. This isn't a real injury, but yeah, that's something you need to be careful of for the obvious reasons. But um, main event, sense of Alto, Idle Blanc, Pint, Ahura, and Maggot, and also beat Mike uh, Mikhail Schankenberg and Nikita Charisma to retain the World Tag Team Championships. 
that wasn't the story because after the match, Ahu had turned on Maggot, uh, doing a whole play to the crowd. Uh, Ahu had stood on Maggot's shotgun title belt, um, punched him down, and yeah, pretty bastards have had their blow up. And we're now leading to a ladder match of the anniversary show uh, next weekend the shotgun belt and the SL Wrestling shotgun belt unification match, for <laughs> better words. But um, yeah, they're doing Sean and Razor, which Maybe going a bit quick with this, but I guess one of you there will be in carrots, so you kind of want to get this I out mean, the way. It's been building. Quick. It's been building for months anyway, so you know I don't. Yeah, but think from, it from is the too turn quick. to the from the turn to the first match, for to me is a bit like you've, a month from the turn. Yeah. Maybe one Sean Balkan, which I doubt many will see before the anniversary show. But again, it's a whole what shows you actually have that you could have put this out on. No, the anniversary if, if you, show's always pretty big. If you do the standard, if you do the standard singles match at the anniversary, and then you immediately, then you go to back to the roots with the ladder match. You kind of, you go into back to the roots, and you go in gimmick match on gimmick match on gimmick match. And I kind of, I kind of get why you wouldn't do it there. Uh, True. But, but yeah, so if we finally pull the trick on the bastards, they they are no more. Uh, another tag team bites for dust, and now. It's who and his um, unreasonably small ring gear against Maggot, <laughs> and let's see where that heads. But um, so yeah. the day after, we had the Fight Forever tapings. Uh, these got released match by match on YouTube. And all I say is, I didn't know what the last match was because I think even now they haven't got the uh, show list on Directions website. So I held off posting review in case we snuck another match up. Um, they didn't, but the lineup you had Michael Knight beat uh, Kareem Brigante just over six minutes. Uh, Robert Trisk pinned Danny Frey just over five minutes. It was over Ilya Bloom in just under seven minutes. Again, these matches you know, weren't bad, but you know, look at the match lengths, you know, they were what they were. Uh, yeah, they're, they're 10 minute ones to watch, ones to watch um, while you're having a coffee, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Massimo Pesca subbing for Bobby Guns beat uh, Kevin Martinson. Now, that one's a bit weird, so I know Bobby Guns was pulled from the Canada Tour. He was booked against Martinson for this. Uh, obviously, he wasn't there. They put in Massimo Pesca, who was done... Was it the Fulder shows where they did the uh, the equivalent of the Middle Deutschland Cup um, of the one-night tournament stuff? Uh, I know they've had a lot of Italian folk in the Academy, so he was one they've pulled out. And I nearly said he was um, Francesco Kiwi's old tag partner, but Cage Match has got two Massimo Pescas. And yeah. yeah, it's a little. Yeah, so. It's so unclear. Maybe, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, his tights had Max Peach on, on his arse, so there's uh, something you probably shouldn't notice. But um, I thought it was a decent match for someone I've, no, for a guy I've never seen before. And Martinson, I know he had a big hand in early day PWG. Uh, but yeah, Pesca, I don't think I've ever seen before. And someone I'd Pesca, know, I thought that would be fish me. rather than peach. But, uh, well, maybe it's the maybe it's like French where it's pesh and pesh is the same sort of thing. Maybe. <laughs> well, Pes I, Pesca, well, again, yeah. Maybe that's, it's that's, just the name was pulled out just yeah. to not call uh, Massimo. But yeah, it was a decent match. Um, one maybe worth going off your way for, but again, you need to see. Is he going to be on future cards, or is this like your one weekend shot and done for him? Yeah, well, he's got a WXW match under his belt now. So, <laughs> uh, Alison uh, Hinder and Dakara. Uh, I'm not going to use the IG word, but really good match. Very kick heavy, as you'd expect with the two of them. Um, but a strange booking for me off because you know, even if it was no, you know, male versus female, I don't think it's a good idea to beat your women's champion. They didn't, but. A decent match for the 11 minutes we had. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, again, in the car, a strange booking, but um, <laughs> as we've spent 25 minutes on already, strange booking again sort of for Endicara, but um, I suppose there's probably an element of they probably train together quite a lot in Sweden and this, they're probably, they could probably work this match with their eyes closed. So that was kind of the Again, if cage matches, right, and I know some parts of the world feel a little bit spotty on, They've only had one singles match in the past, which really took me by surprise. But again, they didn't exactly work like they were strangers because no, they no. Uh, was it they probably roll around the mat all... together all the time, yeah. Yeah, but uh, main event: uh, Peter Harney pinned Leighton Buzzard. I mean, there's a wacky booking. So Leighton Buzzard, 
uh, I think it's a week after he won the ICW title in Scotland, where it's about the only promotion who books him with any regularity. Going to work, yeah. so, you know, clearly Felix or whoever it is who's booking, or, you know, booking guys. I don't know if Mark Shuttle's got a hand in, you know, being from the UK as well. But there's a lot of names from the UK starting to make their way onto you know, to work in the offshoot shows, which you wouldn't have had, you know, especially with all the stuff we've said you know, with Brexit not potentially making this harder. You know, get more UK mm. names on at least at a tryout level. Yeah, exactly. And uh, reading the uh, the. Uh... The, the sting they had for it on the YouTube channel said Europe's finest young talents. Um, so apparently uh, for, for Tihani, Tihani and Buzzard. So yeah, I, I have to admit, I profess I've not really seen much of Leighton Buzzard. He's not somebody who wrestles in my sort of circles, um, despite Leighton Buzzard being down the road from me, um, the, the town anyway. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I thought it was, like you say, there's quite a few British people going in that direction, which is fine. Um, I'd, they're maybe not the guys who I necessarily would be booking, but um, yeah, it's it's certainly a good one. What, what did you think of this one? Um, so, obviously, Tahani had you know, way more people knew about him. Buzzard, you yeah. know, he got his stuff in. He didn't look out of place at all, which, in fact, he's about to be you know, world champion of a promotion. No, you'd hope he wasn't someone who had two left feet, but um, yeah, I got the impression of this in what Buzzard lost. I got the impression he'd be back. Now, I think Carrot way too strong, but could definitely see him be a regular, like you know, maybe mid card stuff. You know, I guess kind of like Tihani, you know, in his early days of um, WXW, at least coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, but like you know, you say Carrot's too early, but actually, in a way, Carrot is probably one of the best times to sort of debut because you can you can go and you can go and ring crew or whatever and you work in a circle, you're not in the tournament, you maybe do the alternate four-way. Oh, no, no, sorry, I meant having him as part of Carrot, not, I mean, obviously he's doing, like, in a circle and, like, yeah. the satellite shows. That, I mean, that again, being said, if he's ICW champion, I suppose there's a bit of, there's a bit of, well, I say this with very, very heavy bunny, is there's a little bit of cachet with him being the ICW champion, a little bit, I mean, very, very small yeah. bit, but... Um, I suppose, at least the... in the world of um, in the world of the network, you know, the guy, the guys who are who are flicking through the the indie wrestling section on thing, who for some reason are the only people watching Fight Club, can probably go, oh look, that's that late and buzzing guy, and he's in carrot. You know, I suppose there's a element of that, but yeah. And again, we've yeah. got the wrestling now in French showcase over carrot yeah. weekend. Not saying be an ICW match. Again, they've not announced who is going to be part of that. Way too early for that, but um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't shock me if they did have him in for that. And then, you know, wheel of wrestling event. I have no hand in that, despite the website logo being on it. But yeah, we can see who comes up. Um, but yeah, so weekend after uh, Drive Champions and Fight Forever, directly went to Canada. I'm going to blitz this. I know you've not watched this. Um, the shows had a slight rearrange after Bobby Guns dropped out. Um, and a lot of these were like pure smash matches and a few direct involvement. So uh, just it's touching a bit on like the um, APC shows, wasn't it? Yeah, and if, and if you've seen these on uh, Side Three TV, upload from recently the CZW show they did with 2018, yeah. when you had Avalanche and the Crown randomly working the states. This is like not many weekend either. This is like August 2019, I want to say. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so just touching on the WXW matches, you had uh, Tristan Archer beating Carter Mason in eight minutes to retain the title. Uh, decent match, but we, again, so these shows were filmed and produced by Smash. So you have the Smash yeah. commentators for better or for worse, and the Smash storylines were the ones being really pushed here. So storyline was Carter Mason's being on a bad run of form in title matches. Didn't really change here. Um Vaughn Vertigo, who's been on a few WXW shows over years, uh, beat John Greed and Robert Dreiskin in a freeway. Decent was you know, uh, two big lads in Vertigo, so it's the whole you know, hit and run stuff. Vertigo finally outsmarted him to get the win. Uh, best six of 11 falls, Psycho Mike beating Carinois six falls to five <laughs> in 12 minutes. Gesundheit. Should have gone. And yeah, so they did the gimmick of Psycho Mike doing, oh, this match is too big. I want more falls. Best of three, no, I want more. 
best of five, no one more. Best of was it best of thirteen? Oh, that's too many. So we did best of eleven, and then they crammed in ten falls in about ninety seconds, and nearly screwed it up because well, watching a referee didn't seem to count one pin, but they said, "Oh, it's five to five. Next four wins, then they just had a regular match." So, you know, it was fine when once we got past the you know, the Gaga stuff. This it yeah. wasn't. But again, it's Psycho Mike, and you know, the guy who you know made his name in Germany by body slamming. Uh, Jacob Crane submission. So, no, what, what do you expect? I mean, and again, Psycho Mike's home turf, so not the couch connected way, you know, a lot better there than it does in Oberhausen. And you know, he gets a well known Oberhausen to begin with. So, yeah, it's a pretty good match. Uh, Axel Tisch against Jake Something. So, the storyline is Jake Something hasn't won in Smash. That continued here. Um, and I think that was going to build on to the London, Ontario show, which isn't up yet. And while I can, I'm going to have a look on the Wexley now. Uh, you have Toronto shows the last one up, and there is no timeline for December of the second show. So we'll see in match one what happens next. Uh, main event, Kevin Bennett over Maggot to retain the Smash Wrestling title. Uh, main story going in was neither man had their titles. Uh, Bennett left his in a snowstorm in Buffalo. Maggot didn't bring a shotgun belt. So, yeah, it was, it was a fine match, but, it's, you know, let's be honest, you're not really going to get into, with all due respect, Maggot winning the Smash title in Canada. To be told, the, the commentators did try and, you know, convince you. They brought up, and he's a blast from the past, Mark Haskins being the Smash champion way back when. Uh, if I remember yes. right, you beat Johnny Gargano for that belt, which, you know, back things when we... That's first a time, time, that's a time uh, capsule, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's right by the time I was starting to get back into this uh, weird stuff. But um, so yeah, so this match, if only the commentators uh, actually said magnet, not magnet, which, yeah. <laughs> he has got a magnetic personality. A lot of attraction, yeah. But yes. um, so we've got the London, Ontario shows. Again, I'd expect they'd be dropping anytime soon. Um but yeah, coming up, uh, yeah, it's been so long since an episode. We've got to do complete new shows of this. Uh, to actually run shows at the German Comic Con in um, Dortmund, Dortmund this past weekend. And you know what? Because we've had so few to look at, I'm just loading these up on Dwexby's website. Um, stuff jumps out Lawrence Roman beat Nick Schreier, Danny Frey, Massimo Pesco against Yuval Goldschmidt and Zeritus. Robert Dreisk over Ilya Bloom. Then show two, Baby Allison and Maggot beat Massimo Pesco and Nick Schreier. Zeritus beat Yuval Goldschmidt and Ambosses Robert Dreisk and Lawrence Roman beat Bloom and Frey. Second day shows, more of the same. Lawrence and Roman beat Danny Frey and Zeritus. Ilya Bloom beat Yuval Goldschmidt. Nick Schreier beat Massimo Pesco. And final show, Dreisk, Goldschmidt and Zeritus, which is the weirdest formation of Ambos I've ever seen. Beat Ilya Bloom, Danny Frey, Massimo Pesca, Maggot over Lawrence Roman. And they had a king and or queen of Comic Con Battle Royal with Baby Allison winning over Dreisker, Goldschmidt, Zeritus, Bloom, Frey, Pesca, Roman, Schreier, and Maggot. Which, so there you go. Baby Allison wins uh, Comic Con 2022 in Dortmund. Yeah, the king and queen of Comic Con. Exactly. So, other shows coming up. We've got. Uh, the Academy show this weekend, yep, this weekend in Gelsenkirchen, not being taped, so um, not BB, not probably some of the names you've seen or just heard me rattle off from Dortmund will be on those shows. Uh, December 16th at the Stadthal Venerhof in Borken. This now is being taped for WXW now. We've got Bobby Guns and the French Doors against Metahan and Rotten Flot. Ahura and Eva Kalaski against Maggot and Baby Allison. Danny Frey against Tristan Archon on title and Rambo against Heisenberg. Whoa, big horses. Yep. There's one that uh, wouldn't look out of place in Berlin. Now, that is not shade for once. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, December yeah, 17th. Project Nova. December 17th. Device rolls. <laughs> December 17th at the Turbine Hall. We've got the 22nd anniversary show. We've spoken about all episode long. Uh, Levaniel Tristan Archer for the world title. Rotten Flot against French Doors in what will be Rotten Flot's final tag title shot. I guess against French Doors at this point. Uh, Bobby Guns against Metahan playing off the stuff they did uh, Shotgun 2020 before Metahan went to WWE. Uh, Baby Allison against Steve Klasky, that ladder match, who and Maggot for the Shotgun title. Karen Axel Tischer and a relaxed rules match. 
uh, Tornado, Six Man Tag, Ambosses, Dryskull, Lawrence Roman, and Icarus against Peach Tahani, Austri, and Ilya Bloom. And yes. I think that's just made, made, made me remember they doing the Dryskull against Austri for in Balkan as well. So yeah, we're yeah. still building that one up. Uh, December 21st, Wrexley Wrestling Academy in Gelsenkirchen, they're doing the Christmas show. And it's one you can actually watch live. Um, so basically, I think for week of the show, uh, the rotation's going, and he's got this on his uh, Twitter at the moment. Uh, basically, make a donation to the Tierheim Gelsenkirchen of 10 euros or more. Send uh, rotation screenshots through his Twitter DMs, as long as you know, people haven't bulged him to closing it. We know Twitter's like these days. He'll get access to the live stream through that GoPro that's connected to YouTube. Um, <laughs> it's been booked and produced by Kids of the Academy, but it's actual you know, proper wrestlers working it. And so far, we've got uh, drawn the kids doing the uh, match graphics, which I'm just going to say the one they've got out they're for adorable. Ilya Bloom and Maggot, they're better than some of the ones I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I am what... not, I'm not uh, making a bid out for it. Like, it's, it's different from what the standard two mug shots and templates and all that it's very cute it's, it's, it's a cute, cute idea and um it's great uh you say it's uh it's it's about uh because it, it's for uh, the gelson cook and zoo isn't it or like an animal hospital isn't it uh, it's the, uh, animal rescue yeah so um it's a it's a lovely uh, it's a lovely thing and it, i it's the week before christmas it's after the world cup's finished you know watch that be a great thing to do. Do some good and get to see a you know pretty decent show in the academy without sweating your ass off. Win-win. Exactly. Or if you do, uh, I'm not paying heating bills, but exactly. So after Christmas in the noise yard, uh, January seventh, twenty twenty three, at Mark Holland Hamburg, Dead End, twenty twenty three, they've uh, had Norman Harris sign a contract for an unsanctioned match, which I could go into semantics of all that, but. Yeah, uh, always like to see a sanctioned, unsanctioned match. Yeah. yeah, we just need to put the bulbs into this lights out match. Uh, Heisenberg <laughs> and Jern Simmons, unsanctioned match, gonna finally blow that one off. Uh, maybe that drunken guy from Tag Fest will be there to scream key for tea for it, uh, Heisenberg all match long again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. plus Axel Tischer and Lawrence Roman, that's a match show. Uh, January 14th in Alborg, Denmark, the to be in uh, Body Slam Cup Motion. Uh, announced just tonight, uh, Bobby Guns against Emeritus, which yeah, that is a match I'm genuinely, genuinely looking forward to by one. Not, exactly, being too, not being too on top of my body slam. I know they don't tend to release stuff quickly, at least uh, to actually now or IWTV, but you know, there's a match I'll be going up my way for. And then as we start for the top of the show, uh, January 28th, back in Oberhausen, back to the roots, we're going to have the Kfik Schlacht cage match, which Undoubtedly, at this point, is going to be what Amboss against uh, the People. Academy and Friends. Uh, and also, Yoshisuji, uh, Brendan White, Danny Jones, Muriel Delarosa, Amal on the poster. And that's a lot. Um, I guess, yeah. Mike, this is probably our last episode before Christmas. Um, I yes. guess if you wanted to give anyone some uh, column mess stocking this year with Double XW, it's got to be Norman Harris, right? He's, he's always getting the column the stocking. <laughs> Yeah, ah, maybe not. build as well. <laughs> well, I'll be waiting for it to drop on WXW now with only so with yeah. uh, Dave Bradshaw on the English yeah. subtitles. But um, don't, don't buy it on build. Wait, wait two or three days and watch it on there. That's what we'll say. Yeah, WXW will probably get a bit more of your WXW now subscription, especially if we don't cancel it. But um, I, I, I can't believe about... that uh, they've they've now got. Uh, there's now two services that I I say don't watch WXW on. <laughs> I could ask yeah. for more of us, but um, I yeah. feel that could head in really dodgy area for one of us. But um, so anything to plug before we wrap up for the holidays? Uh, not really, to be honest. No, not really. Um, Groundhopper's Guide is obviously my other my other pet project that's on YouTube. So youtube.com, uh, type in Groundhopper's Guide, Aunt and Eddie, and you can find me and Arnold Furious who talk about football, um, football stadiums, good to watch if you haven't watched it but there's not been any one for a while um but apart from that no i'm at mike kilby on everything i mean twitter is still alive but i am on um what's that other one hive i'm on hive Ooh, now. You, you might want but to install I don't post that one if oh is yeah. it bad i oh okay it, well, I'll install it. I, if if what i've read is true uh 
security holes bigger than the Iranian Costa Rica defences is lovely. The best well, way to put it. I will, uh, I will understand that as we speak. So don't follow me on Hive because I'm deleting it now. Yeah, might see people logging in, change Mike's posts. Apparently, that was a security flaw. Don't know if it patched up, but they can follow <laughs> me at. Yeah, that's all fun and games. Uh, at Ian Wrestling on Twitter, at Big Back Body Drop the website, um, at Back Body Drop on Instagram as well. If you want to get confused following us, but that's it. Um, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and whatever the holidays you may or may not celebrate. And we shall see you, I guess, in 2023. Furlish Weinachten? Probably years after a few too many pints of glue wine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Have a good one, guys. Cheers. Cheers.